0: Purple is not a color that appears in nature, is what I'm saying. So, What about lilacs? The grimace. What about literally he, violets? Do you eat them? Thank you. Name a purple food. Go. Uh, eggplant, eggplant. Inedible <laughs> without modern preparation techniques. <laughs> our, our ancestors did not know to salt the eggplant to make it edible. No way. It well, color the what color are grapes? What about grapes? What? Grapes are red and green. You never seen a grape? Come on, man. What I'm saying is <laughs> grape doesn't appear in nature. And so when the grimace shake was put on offer, it should have been that your body is telling you, don't consume that. Mm-hmm. Don't consume that. But okay. I know people have ordered it and it's and it's just so fucking grapey from what I hear. Oh, it's
1: grape- It's flavored grapey?
0: Just
2: so grapey. You bro. have not tried a grimace shake. I, I refuse to believe that.
0: I've seen a bunch of teens drinking the grimace shake and they make a face like, ugh. And I feel like if I got. Do they it, make it, a grimace? Like... Yes, they grimace when they. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truth and <in> advertising. <laughs> this... So sort of like uh, Taco Bell has all those diarrhea burgers, just like it <laughs> says right there. Exactly what you're getting with the new diarrhea burger. Um, I don't know, man. I don't... you guys get
2: the what probably don't even have it in New York. No, what? no, like if I wanted to make my own, what do you think is in it? Great. There's a lot Charlie of grape Winters in
0: there. Melted down. Milk. Well, whatever they put in there. You know, I saw. Did you see the founder? It's not milkshakes yeah. in the machine. It's like a powder, I think, Ugh. that they mix up. Well, uh,
1: you don't think they just uh, melt yeah. like those cheap ice pops on the bottom shelf and put them in there?
0: <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't uh, begin to assume I know how they are making this.
1: He's a taste bud, right? Is that what? what Grimace is? I think he's a taste bud. He's like a personified it, taste bud, is anthropomorphic a taste bud. Do you think
0: there? Do you guys think there's a podcast called Taste Buds and it's just two guys talking about their
1: favorite tastes? Fuck! If there isn't, so much money in that. Hold on, I might have to quit this show. <laughs> nope.
0: Okay, it's covered. Oh,
1: okay, good. I was worried for a second.
2: Uh, so Grimace is a taste well, bud no, I th- I th- as of twenty twenty one. In 2014, I guess like the McDonald's Twitter was like he's either a taste bud or a milkshake. Wait, 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 wait. If he's a milkshake and we're drinking Grimace shakes, are we just like is are we communing with the great Grimace? Are you saying Grimace is
0: in the shakes? The shakes are made of Grimace. <laughs> Put it down. Kids, kids, dump those out. The shakes are made to grimace. My name is Justin
2: McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week.
1: I I like that there was a reverential pause for Griffin's absence. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My name is Russ Frustring, and I know the best game of the week.
0: Welcome to the besties, where we're talking about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club, and just by listening, my friend, you have uh, joined our illustrious ranks. Uh, Final Fantasy, they keep going with these things, and they've made it all the way to 16, and Chris Plant, Red Mage, White Mage, Black Mage, we know everything about Final Fantasy, this is just like another one of those, right?
2: Oh, psych! They said, we're not doing it like that this time, they said, instead, we're gonna do some Game of Thrones, and we're gonna do some Devil May Cry action game, and uh, all of you who came here expecting another RPG in that traditional sense, go fuck yourselves. Oh, yeah. literally, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're not, it's not on offer. Not welcome at this party. No, welcome here on this podcast. To which I say, great.
0: You go get a phone. You just want a phone, talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you've got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? I'm not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile, their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan, or you want to have a nice, Easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: I feel like we're missing final final boy Griffin McElroy, who is like the most final fantasy among us. Do you think that's for the better? He's he's out sick.
0: He's what he says.
2: But yeah, I think he's yeah. devastated. I think I, he's heartsick. <laughs> yeah, I think he I think that he he saw that the uh the people some of the people responsible for Final Fantasy 14, the 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 nerdiest of all Final Fantasies that they were making a new game and he got his hopes up and then they said, "You know what? Bayonetta." And he and he and he's still recovering. He just got knocked out. <sighs> um I I feel like, you know, it's funny. I <sighs>
0: I am struggling with how to talk about this game a little bit.
1: Is it because there's no loop? Because, oh no, let's let's, hold on one second. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Let me set it up. I'm going to explain the plot of Final Fantasy 16 in 30 seconds. Ready? Go. There's a boy. He uh, is like a little prince boy. He's got a brother who's got like superpowers. There's a number of people with superpowers. They're called Dominants. They turn into the summons from Final Fantasy. And they kind of like are these major weapons that kind of control this universe, which is vaguely inspired by Game of Thrones. Things don't go great for the brother kid with the superpowers. And the boy kind of jumps ahead in the future. And he's older now. And he's a soldier. And he's fighting against the people that killed his brother. Kind of. You kind, kind of, of. You've
0: missed you, what you, I, I think is the most interesting fascinating. They do say fuck wise. a lot. So they, they say fuck a lot. I, no, I, I like What I think also. is cool is that in this game, you know, summons have been part of the Final Fantasy world for a very long time. Seemingly ever. Yeah. In this game they're called icons, and they are like actual beings in the world, but they can be brought into the world or they call it primed instead of summoned yeah. by a single person for each uh icon. Who's called the dominant, and that person can bring the, uh, the the icon into our world, and also takes on some of their powers, um, which is wild. Like it's a really interesting. Those people who can do that, the dominants, are like uh, high up and re- kind of revered by people. Um, well, sometimes cases, like it, weapons. Some of them are are like running the place. Some of them are running their own kingdoms. Some of them are sort of like works uh, prisoners uh, effectively prisoners uh, yeah
2: yeah Yeah, they're they're i mean it 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 takes the dragons are the nuclear weapons of game of thrones right and and switches it to this where yes i revered or absolutely despised and disgusted with because you're not seen as a human you are seen as a tool for dominance that's
0: and that's more that's also true for bearers Yes, who have some of these power? Ha, they're they're the people that have magic powers, but are treated as such outcasts that they are largely like enslaved to these different kingdoms. Yeah, and there's like some of them have broken free. They're communes, you know communes where some of them were working together, but like that is the that is the the status quo.
1: And I will say, like, even though I think the intro, like the first two hours, is told pretty slowly until a bit of a climax. The world overall, like, this premise, like, was immediately pretty interesting to me. Like, I like this universe that they've created, and I'm always, for what it's worth, even though it doesn't always cook for me, massively impressed by Square and, I guess, Creative Business Unit 3 and its other developers. The idea that they have to—they don't have to, but they do do this for all the mainline Final Fantasy games, the numbered ones— They start from scratch. They literally, like, we're going to start from scratch. And and sure, there's going to be Moogles. There's going to be Chocobos. Might be, like, Ifrit might show up. But broadly speaking, they really are starting with brand new characters, brand new universe. You know what they are? Really hard. They're Wes Anderson, except for
2: instead of, like, Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman, they have Chocobos. Yeah, but I I, don't—I think unlike Wes Anderson— They're familiar
1: players. I understand what you're saying. But unlike Wes Anderson... I, I'm being kind of... You're joking. Silly. It's yeah. a silly. But tonally, they, they vary one. pretty dramatically is is why it's not Wes Anderson, right? Whereas yes, Wes Anderson movies true. have a, a vibe to them, even though I appreciate the silliness.
2: I, I also like that they set out to make Game of Thrones, which they've been very open about, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of uh, Hollywood studios, when they do that, they're like, we're going to make a Game of Thrones. They just tried to make Game of Thrones. We're here, they're like, well, what we like about Game of Thrones is that dragons are nuclear weapons. Well, we have these things. Let's just go off in our own direction. Yeah, like, the
0: thing about Game of Thrones, like, aesthetically makes a lot of sense. But, like, this is not a story of uh, rival kingdoms vying for power. And that is, like— it's not? Uh, that. N- not really. Not I really. mean, it's the story of this one guy and his quest for, like— vengeance and understanding. I mean the the things of like nations battling with each other is very much like hand waved and sort of background. Like it, it is not the you're not expected to follow like eight different kingdoms and their different sure. leaders
2: and their different yeah. families. You have a battlefield sort of, like, view game. of this yeah. like giant thing
1: going on. but that's I just know. a perspective Damn. thing like in, in the universe i mean justin you're further along than i am but my read of it is like it's more like we're just playing from john's perspective well i game think that's thrones.
2: what i think that's what that's what justin is saying is what game of thrones is is the like oh, thousand yeah. foot view right that's it's yeah that yeah you're that's fair. shifting
0: and this is and this is much more of a human this is a much more human story um yeah it 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 also though when you do get into those geopolitical situations, it has one of the smartest features that I actually oh yeah ha- headline love it above anything else. It's called active time lore, I believe they call it, and oh, you yeah. can pause the screen at any time, anytime, and it says, "Hey, here's what's going on here. <laughs> here's this here's guy, who this dude is." <laughs> and and there are like I can't. I'm I'm so bad about keeping lore in my head. It's never been something I've been like good at and this is so nice to be able to say like oh so this guy's the dominant of titan and he rules this kingdom okay that explains it that's why this guy knows this person and it really does help ground you in a a scene anytime where you feel like kind of lost you can see it and it's not like a huge massive ass codex right yeah yeah what they basically done is like pulled out the relevant codec entries with a little graphic to show you what it is you're talking about that you can highlight at any time during a cutscene and, like, find out what you're watching. It's
2: like the x-ray feature on Amazon Prime. Yes. It's amazing. It's exactly like that. It it, it rules. And also, it is... I don't know if the story is just a million times easier to follow than previous Final Fantasy games, or if that is so helpful in that, for me, with a really dense fantasy story... All I have to do is miss a couple things, and it becomes like a snowball effect. Yep. Where then I'm like, well, now I don't know what that is, and, not, and then you kind of check out, and then you lose track of something else, and it just gets worse and worse. Being able to check in just a few times early on in the game got me my footing, and I, I don't check it very often the further I go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. just made sure that I could stay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, knowing what, like, a mother crystal is was, like, a total, oh, yeah. like, because they kept saying Mother Crystal early on, I'm like, "What the fuck?" And and yeah, it explains that there are these mountains and they've got like magic powers and people fight over them. And and every time it came up after that, I didn't have to look it up; I knew.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a layer like a sort of background layer where there's obviously some sort of uh, progenitor or some sort of uh, you know society that was there before you. Sure. That has has been destroyed, and there's like pieces of their. Um, culture and pieces of their architecture are still sort of like littering the uh the land
2: so i want to i want to dig into that architecture thing but one other cool thing about the time lore and why it is better than just googling it which is what you would normally do for most video games it doesn't spoil things yeah they're very smart well yeah the cards actually update as you go through the story yeah um which yeah is just a huge help um justin can you Tell us a little bit more about, about that architecture and stuff, because I'm curious if it hit you the way it hit me.
0: Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not really smart about that kind of stuff. It's just, like, looks all weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, looks, okay, so, I guess... It looks kind of <laughs> like... Uh, it kind of reminds me of the architecture. And I know, story-wise, nothing about it, so I'm not, like, spoiling anything. I have no idea. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, the architecture you see, like, in the Assassin's Creed games, when they're trying to show you something's like... Not of this world, mm, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it's very it's it's very detailed uh, and fanciful.
2: what well, 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 I was curious if you would get to is it felt like I was playing old CG uh, Final Fantasy cutscenes. Mm. Like it's so big, the scale of this architecture. I mean, it's like cathedral, like the first kind of like sanctuary that you go to where people are hanging out. Um, And it does this really beautiful thing throughout the whole game, both in this setting uh, and in, like, large outdoor settings where you're constantly shifting between really confined, dense visual places and really big, open, like, yawning spaces. So you'll be in a castle, like, going in and out of the castle. And I think we talked about this with Elden Ring, where you're in the castle and, like, every little detail of a room is so intentional and then you'll cut to like a hallway where there's a big hole in the wall and you'll see this gorgeous panorama that like stretches out i mean across like an it looks like it's hundreds of miles you know there's like a a little mountain in the in the distance and that that constant shifting of scale that for me is what makes it feel like a real space okay
1: Um, mechanics yeah well well, but no no no. i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, tie this into what plant just said versus mechanics and Here is where I think it has difficulty when you make a comparison to a game like Elden Ring. And obviously they're very different games doing very different things. But specifically on scale, if you see like an amazing vista in front of you in Elden Ring, you could run to that vista. You could go there. And here, a lot of it is just window dressing because the maps, apart from the like little hub areas that you're in, the ones I've seen at least, have been extremely linear and, like, guiding you <laughs> in a path. And that's fun. Like, I get it. I They're think that's a it. feature, not a bug for... Yeah, it's a for narrative sort of, like, game. It's not a uh, open-world exploration game. I totally get that. But it is. it does put me in a slightly different mindset where I, like, can appreciate the visuals, but I'm not as, like, enthused as I would be if I knew, oh, I could also go there. You know see, I, mean? I, I I felt the opposite where I was so relieved that <laughs> I don't have to
2: think about that. Like, yeah, I, I, that's not to say that, I don't yeah. want Elden Ring. I do. I want both of these types of games.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And I it, and I like having a game that's like I feel like I am being guided. Like it's a very authored experience. It is. That, that's nice. Okay. Anyway, sorry.
0: Mechanics. Final Fantasy has been moving in a sort of like more action friendly direction, like moving away from the sort of like stayed. Um, uh, act, act turn-based time battles yeah, turn-based yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, even active time is an evolution from turn-based sure. but anyway that's fair um the turn-based battles uh and and more of an action direction this one is this is an action game yeah <laughs> like yeah. it is it is an action game to this extent where like time doesn't freeze you can you can equip an item that like stops time if you're about to get hit and like makes it a little bit more accessible you're not going to be like unable to progress if action is not your thing yes. they have they've made a lot of concessions for that um but like potions and high potions are limited highly limited in the amount you can carry like yep. four potions three high potions and like that is it so you are not incentivized to run around collecting all the potions and hoarding them they are literally like almost like Estes flasks for the speed that you get them back i mean it is just uh
2: almost an extension of your health bar in a way Wait, um, sorry, can, you- can, we, can we pause for just one second? I, I do want to set like a boundary with um, – the mechanics are actually very heavily tied to the story. I think, right. I think, I think it's fair game for us to talk about the mechanics for the first 10 hours, but we don't need to talk about what triggers them. Does that seem fair? So for people who are worried about story, you're going to be fine. We're going to talk about some mechanics. We're just not going to explain how they come to be. But yes. I would say the game does a very good job of merging story and mechanics. Like, And it involves good. Moogles. And it involves Chocobo. Um,
0: there's no writing of Chocobo that I've seen. It's not that kind of game. Oh, man, How Chocobos get
2: wrecked in this game. If You, you... see a
0: Chocobo stable, and you <laughs> can talk to the guy, and it seems weird. Yeah. I got a lot of gil. Can I just have one? I'll buy it from you, please.
2: Okay, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go, go, go back to uh, the combat. Uh, so the
0: combat is, like, uh, you have your standard, like, sword attack. Sword is, like, the weapon that you are using. Like, it's not like there's a bunch of other different weapon types. You got a sword. Um, and you have, like, one armor slot and one accessory slot. Three accessory can, slots. So three, sorry, three accessory yep. slot. one armor slot, one weapon slot, and one... Um, there's one more, like, in your equipment slot, like a, a, a belt. And, I think and you do is. have magic. Yes, you do have magic, it, oh, but the magic is is more akin to like guns in Devil May Cry, yeah, where that's it's true. like you can fire off a quick shot with Triangle, um, or charge it up, or, or you can you, work it, into a, it combo, into a like combo. Like if you're in the middle, yeah. yeah, right. But this is like, but it's uh, and you start with like just fire abilities. Like it is uh, do a fireball, augment your attacks with like some pretty sick looking fire stuff. Like uh, and that you use those to. Uh, build, you know, combos just like any other freaking action game. You you can stagger enemies by knocking them down. It's usually around half health. And then your combos or your attacks all do uh, 1.5 times damage. So you're kind of incentivized to, like, save up those big attacks for when the enemy is staggered. But maybe you need the big attack to get them staggered, and that's the kind of, like, math that you're running uh, while you go. And as you unlock more abilities, you just become, like,
2: really really devastating um, yeah but
0: it never feels overwhelming
2: um when, when we when we started the show justin asked where i am and I, I i just got wind abilities to go with my fire abilities and then both of our reaction was like oh you're in it now it feels devastating <laughs> like yeah. for, for the first time you you get wind abil- like another set of abilities on top of it and now you have four slots for these like special you know magic abilities that you can launch at any time. Plus, you have one where you can teleport to anybody, and then you also have one where you can basically teleport them to you now. Yeah. It is nuts. It is absolutely nuts how powerful you are, and the it is... I think the the most open space that you have yet found in the game is where it throws you into right after this because it knows, like, hey, you're probably going to want to have some fun with this. We just set out some soldiers walking around a yeah, valley. Yeah, these dummies. Go ahead. Go, go, go test go ahead, this out. tornado
0: man. Go get, get, yeah. get them. <laughs>
2: Here, Let me use my giant god hands that now come in and rip people in half. Um, wow, does it feel incredibly good. It's and,
0: really good. It feels good. I get feels like really fluid and feels really good that te- the ability to teleport to enemies is like really helps keep the momentum going. Like if you see somebody, you can close the distance uh, really quickly. And that's like part of combos that you can, that you can do. Um, you can also, there's like uh, upgrading your abilities. Uh, it, it is a restrained ability circle or ability, th- you know, net uh, compared to a lot of other Final Fantasy games, um, and it's not a bunch of like bogus, um, you know, plus two stamina kind of
2: yeah. stuff. It is like improve this ability that you like to use. Pretty, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. In terms of the upgrades, yeah, yeah. In terms of the stuff that you can actually slot in, I believe it's you have three abilities to choose from, but only two slots for e- for like fire and wind. There's also like a fourth ability that is like a mega ability but cost of fortune and i have no idea how to unlock it but it, it does create this thing of like oh choose what you want to invest in
0: the amount of the amount of like skill points you earn increases as you go on so like things that seem really unattainable early on w- are will start to, it's sort of like naturally gated like that. It's like they'll, they'll become more affordable did, as you, as you go
1: forward.
2: Did either of you uh use like try any of the accessibility features that yeah. like the items that are actually built into the game?
1: Yeah. So when the game starts, they basically say like, Hey, do you want a story experience or a action experience? And I started on story mostly just because I want to see a lot of the narrative before we recorded. and, when you do that, it gives you these accessibility like items that you can equip. And one of them is, Justin mentioned this earlier, uh, if you're about to get hit, it'll basically stop time and tell you, like, hey, you should probably dodge. And so I think that's pretty useful. you get useful. That in action,
2: too. I think you get those oh. as options either way.
1: Okay. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, there's, so there's a number of those. So another one that's really useful is you have a dog friend and... You can direct the dog to like do things for you, attack or heal, or whatever it is, or you could equip this item and it basically just tells the dog, do whatever you want that's going to be most effective at any given time. And I think the accessibility stuff is really smart because it's basically saying how micromanaging do you want to be at any given time. Do you want to just play this as a you're a sword guy with magic? Or do you want to, like, really control everyone in the battlefield very specifically? And all of that isn't, like, buried in settings. It's, like, literally stuff you equip. So if you feel like, I I have a handle on this. Like, I don't need the item that heals me automatically, like, uses a potion automatically. You just unequip it and put in something else and then kind of, like, gradually ease yourself into micromanaging more and more and more of the game. Which is really smart.
0: And when, when Russ is saying everyone in the battlefield, it's really just the dog. Yeah.
1: Like you do not have control.
0: You will get people who are working with you. You have absolutely no insight into what they're doing. Sure. They're just like another DPS source out there. But yeah, I equip that item to micromanage the dog because I don't want to tell a dog to heal me. Like it's, it's, uh, I will say though, when you, uh, equip that item, every time you, he gives an attack to the dog, there's a vocal bark and that
2: gets a little old. (laughs) (laughs) Get him boy. Get him boy. Get him. Heal me boy. uh, Heal me. (sighs) The only bummer of it is if you are using these, you can't equip other stuff. That is true. Sure, Which is like, I'm like so torn on this because on one hand, I really like that they built like these accessibility features just into the game as items, not as like toggles. I think that's very clever. I wish it had almost been like a separate, you know, equipment belt or whatever, where you could put these things and then you could still use everything else. Um, But that said, it's just they're like really clever one of one of them is um like street fighter six button combos yeah where you just all you have to do is hit one button and it'll like string together combos for you yeah um which really for smart. somebody who wants to play a final fantasy game but is intimidated by the words devil may cry don't worry like it it, it will take care of it for yeah,
1: you. yeah and for what it's worth like i'm not a huge like platinum action fan we've talked about it in the past uh, and I found this to be more tactile and satisfying. I think just because it's like a little more, a slightly, slightly more grounded than a lot of the like outrageous, like where a giant combo meter appears on the screen, it takes up half the screen, and blah blah blah. This feels like I have more visibility and more control over a scene without it having to rely on like bullet which time every two seconds.
0: Um, I uh, I will say that the 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 bou- the the combat is so enjoyable yeah that for me it did make the amount of time that you spend in cutscenes scenes uh, grading sometimes i think that this game is very well localized and very well performed um so it's not like uh it doesn't feel like a massive waste of time or anything but it is like i was anxious to do the the get back to the actual like combat of the thing and it, it's a it's a pretty heavy load of cutscenes, especially early on. It's like, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, I was lot, saying lot, to Justin, lot, it felt like three minutes of cutscenes for every one minute of gameplay. And Justin said it, it got a little bit better over time. But I did, I spoke to friend of the show, Jason Schreier, about it, who's like a diehard Final Fantasy guy. And he confirmed that, like, that ratio does not change that dramatically. He already beat the game. Does not change over the course of the game. So... You have to decide, like, are these cutscenes enough, uh, interesting enough for you to justify sitting through that much non-gameplay time? What
2: What helped it for me is it feels seamless to me. Like this feels like a seamless animated movie. This feels like Final Fantasy doing something that it's tried to do for a very, very long time, where you are blending back and forth. That it's not the go watch fifteen minutes of, of. computer animation and then go watch a video game that looks nothing like it yeah they it's Um, all in
1: engine and it does look very seamless i i would say while i was playing it it reminded me of um uncharted in some extent because mm -hmm. you'd have like an action scene in uncharted and then they do the classic like drake talking to whoever else but you would do that while you were running around and there's a number of moments in this game where you really the cutscene is just like two people talking in the woods walking down a path easily could have been done within gameplay. Yeah. So like, Um, I just think they needed to be a little more economical with it.
0: Some some of the animation on some of those cutscenes is like not great either. It's very stoic and and like, uh, not a lot of like, dynamism in the in the camera angles or the cuts or any of it they can be a little flat to watch i
2: i i think that is funny how i i feel like the first two hours that wasn't the case at all that it was like very 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 intentional and that first time you get to the sanctuary you just meet some general people yeah and that is the first time in the game where it's like oh
1: these you didn't you didn't spend as much time on these ones although i would (laughs) say they're smart because those general people cutscenes where you're just talking to someone you could skip through that dialogue. Yeah, yeah. If that's there's true. a cutscene where you can't skip through the dialogue, it means they're like, "Oh, we spent some time on this one." <laughs> huh? Yeah,
0: um, I would love to return to talk about this game with Griff. I do, uh, and maybe we could do a part two on this if we if we so choose. Um, I would really like that. I do have to highlight sort of like two sort of base quibbles I have, other than the pacing, which I think is like is wild. Wow. Um, I I think that the I, I they have fully bought into this this action game thing uh, and the failings that they, that this has or the annoyances, like all stem, I think from where they've tried to keep a foot in the old final fantasy. So like you pick up a lot of items and almost none of them are like that interesting or useful. Like it's almost all like crafting stuff. And even the crafting stuff, which you use to upgrade your gear, it's pretty rare that you can do that. And I regularly would just just randomly get, like, an item. You don't get a lot of different items or weapons. You're not constantly, like, swapping stuff out. You'll keep stuff for hours. and But you'll regularly, like, get something new that just, like, wipes out everything that you had before. And it kind of, like, negates all of that. Um, So those places were, and and there's also, like, a really not much in the way of, like, side quests or other things that you can go do. Uh, it's very directed, every once in a while you get one, randomly, like, 15 hours in, or whatever I am, I just found a guy who who was, like, hooking me up with a bunch of side quests all over the world, it was, he's like a new dude that was just, like, at the base, like, hey, I've heard about all these random things happening, it's like, are you sure, I don't really seem like that kind of guy that goes around and does random stuff for people, but okay, that's fine, Um, so that's a big, like, weird change, the other thing I'll say is that, I find the as good as like the writing and the performances are, I still think like the uh the cast itself is like thuddingly homogenous. <laughs> it's like so white, yeah. So, I mean, they were dull. inspired by Game of Thrones, so yeah, for <laughs> sure. But there are non white characters in Game of no, Thrones. No, no, I know, a joke. I mean, like, yeah. and, and that was something they had to get to, they like, did, it took yeah, them a while to get to that point. But like, the the it is so white, the there is maybe two or three women that are actually written as like characters and even like the one that is with you for the vast amount of time they have done i swear to god nothing to characterize this person who is just (laughs) like a childhood friend of yours that starts tagging along with you for hours and hours and hours and there is no even lip service paid towards making her like an actual person it's wild um and that stuff is like it was kind of is pretty grating especially when you like every single time what I suspect happened is that they realized that they were making a game that was saying things about like enslaved people and if I had to guess the math on that just became too complicated if it wasn't just a bunch of white people I can't figure out something other than that but like other games and other fantasy worlds have worked around that like you look at um Brandon Sanderson has a world called the Stormlight Archive and people are differentiated by their eye color like skin color is not even noticed but your eye color is like a huge differentiator in your class structure there's things you can do right Mm -hmm. where the cast is not so uh utterly like just uh, carbon copies of the same dude it's wild
1: yeah uh yeah I, uh, I I'm interested in coming back to this game I uh, I think that if there was more side stuff it would help pace out the story stuff better and that yeah. I think is the is the issue is like you know if I'm in the mood to do I'm gonna do three hours of side quests I don't know that they have that have that option Versus, like, well, I'm going to play the only missions I have available to me, and they're going to be 50 50 cutscene gameplay, or, or maybe even like 70 30 cutscene, uh, cutscene gameplay. And so, like, I just want more, I guess, options. But I would say, like, there's very few Final Fantasy games that have ever clicked with me ever. Seven uh, and Seven Remake were two of them. And this one is like I am more engaged in this one than I really have been in years and years and years. So I am on the trail to be like, okay, I'm I'm into this, but I just wish it wasn't, yeah, so cutscene. It's just like it's really it just kills my momentum. I
0: really am enjoying this video game. If my save got deleted like I would never touch it
1: again. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like I would. There is no. I way mean, I don't like know that there's many which... games you would play for 15 hours and have a save deleted and never touch it again. For what it's. Been.
0: I've done it. I'm just saying. With this one, <laughs> I've deleted my Binding of Isaac save and then started to slowly rebuild. But like, I yeah, I wish the pacing was better. This does feel like a very big step forward. I could see where like some people would be kind of butt about it being a calling itself Final Fantasy 16 and and having like. I would argue, I can make a case for it. The gap between Final Fantasy fifteen and sixteen is bigger than the gap between Final Fantasy one and Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> like it is more recognizable. Uh, I, I feel like it is such a massive, massive departure, and I think it's cool they didn't give it some weird subtitle or something, you know, to try to couch it
1: like they did. I with mean, the, but isn't it? Isn't it just like? A throwback in a lot of ways to, like, the original Final Fantasy games that were, like, all fantasy and very little, like, fucking bros and cars driving around the desert.
0: Uh, Yeah, in a sense. But, like, even those were very much defined by relationships. And I think that that's something that I'm kind of missing here is, like, you had a lot of different characters and the way that they interacted with you and each other was, like, a big part of the game. And that is, like, a non— factor here i mean there are like there is one or two that you interact with quite a bit and honestly they're they're great the sid in this game is fantastic yeah and it's really don't you mean
1: Sidolphus? it's great that's funny (laughs) it's funny that's like it's (laughs) really funny um i i I do yeah i i get what you mean um it's hard to believe that like after seven and seven success and seven remake as well that they haven't realized that the best possible way to start a huge, grand, enormous story is with a small mission with just a few people that you bond with over the course of that mission, and then they introduce the world. Like, that is the format that all of these games should start with, and instead of, like, kingdoms and, you know, marching through a grand throne room and blah, 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 Like I I think you can do
2: that. I I said James Bond, but I I think that is, like, true of, like, a a considered standalone set piece, right? It doesn't even have to be small. I think just having like a big set piece that is, you know, immediately gets you into its characters. I mean, I, I think this the Star Wars game the, the the latest Star Wars game did a relatively. Oh yeah, good that job was that. yeah
1: a good. Well, yeah, it's funny because everyone relatively. dies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Twist.
2: Yeah. Um. No, I I, I I agree with all this. Uh, just one more thought on uh, Justin with your critiques. I think they're all spot on. I do worry uh, that the Game of Thrones uh, was a bad influence there uh, a little bit, especially mm. with the depiction of women. There is a a villain a female villain that you meet pretty early on and like one of the few scenes that you see that focuses just on her is like her in bed nude with like a grumpy man who she's like trying to impress and it feels like it it feels like a parody of a game of thrones scene yeah, um, where they're not
0: allowed to show nipples.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, which, so
0: everyone's contorting, like, that. Fo- those fucking scenes in Austin Powers movies, like, everyone's <laughs> contorting to avoid showing any sort of genitalia. Yes.
2: Um, but no, I, I would like to talk more about the game and maybe do a spoiler episode at some point because... I I'm really enjoying it, and, and I would like to talk about the weird, weird, weird stuff it's doing with that story. I want to know what Griffin thinks. He's, yeah, he's not a
0: he's not a purist. You know, no, I, don't, that's I true. Don't know if he can enjoy games of all types, but I, I would like to know. Um, I will say this: if you're thinking about picking this one up, you haven't done a Five phase game. You gotta. It is not a pick up and play for twenty minutes kind of thing. No, you no. really do, especially early on. Have to sit down. It becomes pretty episodic after the first couple hours, like digestible mission size chunks but like early on it's going to feel
1: like you are not even like playing plant um, plant gave me a great pro tip well done plant eat lunch while you're playing the beginning of this game or eat dinner eat, yeah, while you're, yeah like yeah. have something else to do while you're doing this because there's going to be a lot of hands off the controller time for the first 90 minutes of the game yeah
0: let's take a quick break because we got a ton of news to talk about nintendo just went absolutely ham and i'd love to discuss it with you all uh
2: we'll be right back Besties.
1: RocketMoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A-FRAMES.COM, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we're coming at this, uh, I guess it happened last week, so it's a little bit later. But I did want to highlight this uh, nintendo direct that just happened uh, mostly because i think everyone has been under the mindset that the switch is on its last legs from a release stand i mean it's done incredibly well sure. but it does you know it came out and what it's was it 2017 so we're now six years in and obviously the rumors of a switch 2 or switch hd whatever it is have been circling forever And it just feels like we're starting to get to the point where the releases would really slow down and it would just like pivot to whatever the next thing is. And this Nintendo Direct made me think that maybe not because they announced a lot of stuff that I was not expecting. Um, I guess we'll start with the big surprise for me. Well, there were a few surprises, but like the remake of Super Mario RPG, which is the first rpg i really ever played and adored uh which it just looks so fucking good i'm so excited for it
0: yeah uh my wife actually that's like one of the few mario games that she uh really enjoyed she had great memories of so i think it's it's really cool that they're bringing back that part of that aspect of mario
1: yeah i think they've done a very smart job of of picking and choosing which games to sort of revive and this is one that i think probably the large bulk of their audience has never even played, let alone like spent any time thinking about, it. although they might've played like the pa- paper Mario games, which are obviously inspired by Super Mario RPG. But uh, I think this is the like cream of the crop, either this or like thousand year door in terms of Mario RPGs. And uh, so I'm really excited to, for people to experience it. I mean, Detective Pikachu is back. He's Baby. back. No, He,
0: he died he, in the fire. What? Certainly I'll... not. He can't be back. He died he in was, a fire? Was... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I thought it was like <laughs> a ground
1: type that did it. Uh, that's <laughs> weird. Um, they are making another WarioWare ga- War game. That's exciting. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, th- this feels like...
2: Um, I, I don't know if this is... a ch- like true or not i don't know the thing that was officially said or just like assumed that nintendo doesn't like to make uh more than one entry of a franchise per per like hardware release have you heard this
0: i mean that's been said uh uh Eve was talking about this with regards to oh, it, um yeah. oh uh, yeah with Mario with the rabbits yeah but he was saying like nintendo sort of counts like I wish we had just done one on the console, and that's how Nintendo likes to do it. Like, they've, they've like advised, I think he said, like, Nintendo kind of advised them, like, uh, you know, I don't know, you don't want to go too hard on any one because, you know, you get diminishing returns. When people um, just
2: keep buying the original one, there's like right. not a whole lot of a point. And that was like, yeah. I, I, um, obviously there's an exception to the rule there with Zelda, and I'm sure others. Though Zelda well, Mario is right. Well. Like, yeah. Um, that, well, but is there a new Mario? It's always a different type of Mario.
1: Yeah, but right? that's the argument on WarioWare. So WarioWare Move It, which is the new one, mm. is a and I don't know how I feel about this because motion gaming, but it is a like seemingly like exclusively motion gaming experience. So there's you right. know all the mini games are tied to like waggles and stuff. I didn't uh, love. I think I know we talked about it on the show. I didn't love the last WarioWare game, which was like a massive departure for them. Uh, this feels closer to home in terms of what WarioWare is, but I don't know. TBD on whether I really want to do motion
2: controls again. <laughs> this is like peak end of console Nintendo. Was kind of the point that I was getting at with WarioWare that I I like that they're like when we can't make what can we make that we haven't made already? Let's let's do another WarioWare, but it's motion control. Yeah, like, I was excited it, to see a game like Myth Force just because i think
0: it didn't get Mm. enough conversation when it launched it looks if you haven't seen it it looks it's like a a action rpg group based kind of thing first person but it looks like a don bluth cartoon it looks like cartoons from the 80s and it looks amazing and that's a great application of the switch right a distinct art style that maybe isn't pushing a bajillion polygons but like has such a perspective that you don't even notice yeah, yeah, Super
2: Mario
1: Brothers Wonder. Yeah, I that was, I think, the biggest announcement oh of this. so yeah, exciting! <laughs> I was not expecting game. a new uh, Mario game for this generation. I actually keep thinking that the, I think, and this is probably still the case, I think the next Switch, whatever it is, will launch with the, like, follow-up to Odyssey, the next 3D Mario yeah. game. But, uh, yeah, to see a new 2D a Mario game that is, like, Probably most inspired by Super Mario Bros. 2 and its yeah. fucking weirdness.
0: Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm very intrigued. Man. Hey, what about the Metal Gear Solid Master
2: Collection? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are can finally play the game that we've been talking about on the show. I know, show. That, I know. That's we did a, it
1: too early. We should have... Well, we yeah, that's coming to everything, though, thankfully. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just nice to see it. What what what, what, what do you think they're... It's so hard to imagine like what more they can do with a 2D Mario game. What What is your... Read on Wonder. I think this is the free pass. Like let's do silly things with Mario
2: that we would not do in a traditional game. Like we saw him turning into an elephant, right? Yes. Or let's I mean he's turned into bees before. That's not that much of a departure. Well, he's worn a bee costume. Okay, fair. He's not literally an elephant in like he is in this case. It looks
0: I mean, just watching it, it looks so fun. It does. So colorful and neat and I uh I, am I disappointed that it's not just based on the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, I'd that's... much prefer Chris and the gang be here for
2: this. It doesn't really feel right. Excuse oh. me, princess. <laughs> what, what's weird is it looks like an Illumination movie in some degree. Yeah. It, it, but but doesn't look like the Mario Illumination Doesn't it movie.
0: kind of make you wonder if at some point that was part of it? had to have been, right? Like at some <sighs> point, maybe that was part of the discussion. You mean least, that
1: because like, the Mario, Mario looks like not like he's traditionally looked. He yeah, looks like he, an
0: anime. I mean, fu- he looks like the like a, a a very detailed rendering of Mario. He looks like the Mario from the movie. Like it looks like that. Like, and it, I I just feel like uh, I'm surprised with as as much money as that thing made. But of course, how you know the the timelines and this don't exactly line up. But like, it seems like that's something they might do at some point. Yeah, I don't know, I don't think
1: he don't. looks like the Mario in the movie. I think he looks like if you were to. Take, like, Super Mario World and 3D it? Yeah, That's what it looks like to me. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, I'm, I'm not saying he looks like the Mario in the movie. I'm saying, like, if this is actually closer to what I imagined Illumination making when they were going to make a Mario movie based off their other stuff. I didn't expect them to make something so loyal, which is why it, it's, like, funny to me that the Mario, the iconic look of Mario has never been more, you know, like, out there, mainstream. And Nintendo decides, you know what? we're gonna have Mario do acid instead it's not that big of a departure guys he just looks like fucking Mario I know. this whole
0: conversation If you ask my mom <laughs> point, like ask ask anyone's dad <laughs> I I yeah it was I was pretty honestly I was I was pretty excited like not nothing here that's like that absolutely mm-hmm. um drove me insane with passion I will definitely play a Mario game but uh I'm much more into the 3d ones than the than the 2d ones personally um play new Mar- WarioWare. wear it looks like a lot of fun there's a ton of stuff. I mean, I think that that's really the the headline here is like Pikmin Four is about to come entering, out. Like, yeah, yeah this... they are not
1: entering a uh, an an inhale. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean, there's still a lot of stuff. Do, do we think there's
1: any chance? Uh, where 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 are we betting on the the switch follow up to drop? Do we think for sure it's next year? Or... I think it's April. Wow, April, that's 20, soon. 24? Yeah, that
2: is wow. very I mean, that soon. Would
0: be that would be pretty, pretty surprising. I Although, I mean, I think that, hey, can we agree on this? That uh, Metroid Prime 4 definitely will not appear on this Switch. Uh, yes, at least 100%. It oh, will not appear before <laughs> Switch, the the new Switch. That will it might be not, the, the yeah.
1: launch title uh, alongside the 3D Mario. I think they'll launch with Metroid Prime 4. Shit, that'd be killer, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that'd, be, that'd be really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I I think because of the pace of these releases, I am hesitant to think that April will be the time, but I would say I think we are going to see something that is much closer to what the Xbox and PlayStation did, which is a, very, a much more gradual console evolution rather than being like, oh, we're fully rebooting this and doing something completely new.
0: Everything in this Nintendo Direct, they said, was this year. Yeah. So to me... If I've got a new console coming out in April, I could definitely see, like, okay, everybody out. (laughs) Like, this is it. Come on. Let's blow – like, everything you got going, it's got to be done by this time because we're moving on after this. So let's blow it, like, completely out. And that would, like – that story makes a lot of sense if you can buy that they've got another one coming out next year and they want, like, a clear – like 3 month runway to to build up to it. But my um, point
1: is I think these there will be many games these games included that run on the next Switch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so I yeah, think yeah, you could have definitely lo- definitely. arguably if you wanted to buoy the launch of a next Switch, you could arguably have held back some of these games and been like, "Hey, and by the way." But they didn't do that, which oh, tells no, me I, I think I, it's going to be I longer. No, 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 no. I I this is like so semantic.
2: I, I, I think them doing this, they just need games to be out. Nintendo doesn't need games to like launch at a certain time that's to true. make money. They that's just true. need them to like exist. So I think I think that's why dumping everything now and then setting themselves up for April is is the play. But I mean, who knows? They're they could not release it at all next year and I would be not entirely surprised. I think it would be not ideal. Um but, I mean, they're already they – didn't they talk about how your Switch ID is going to, like, easily transfer to the next generation?
1: Yeah. So, like, did yeah, that I'm that, that came out of the FTC filing, right? Did That's, they? like, a recent – Oh, is that where it came from? I think, oh, yeah. I'll they think. didn't make a public statement about it. I think okay, it just okay. came All out. All you'll
0: need is the charged-up power dongle uh, mm. for $40, and so you can plug the two in. And, oh, my gosh. Um, uh, y'all want to do some honorable mentions before we wrap up? I t- can I say one other thing? And I, yeah, I'm sure is. this isn't Switch only. Uh, Batman Arkham Trilogy to me is wild. That it's <laughs> yes. running on Switch? It, it, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. It's just wild that that's is still it doing it? an ongoing thing. It looks terrible. I mean, it's I mean, not this, ongoing. It's just a re-release. Tra- I know, but the trailer they show for it looks so bad. Like, it looks really, 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 really bad. And I, I'll be really interested to see how that holds up. I'd kind of like to play them again.
1: Um, I mean, they the, rule those. Uh, I think those games overall rule. I think they're great. First one is games. Yeah, the first, sure. I think both uh, the first and second are great. I think the third one is okay. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's just a question of like how well it could run on a Switch. But I was uh, reading that the the folks doing the port have quite a bit of experience and they've put some pretty impressive ports out there. So I think it'll run fine. I, but I don't interesting I, that it stopped where it did. Right? Also,
0: because you're leaving out um, Arkham Origins. Origins, which, right.
1: which arguably different studio, not as well. You know, people were a little yeah. more lukewarm on that one. Um, So yeah, I'm not shocked that they stopped it there. But yeah, so I mean, it's
0: Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, right? right? Correct. That's the three. Those were the
2: uh, three Rocksteady yeah. games.
1: Yeah, and Rocksteady has not
2: published anything
1: since. Yeah, and and they're so. not going to make any more games, as my gotta, understanding. Got to keep the lights <laughs> on. They're just <laughs> yeah. gonna, they're just
0: going to keep on.
1: Man, I've I've I. Do not want to
2: play that game. Yeah, I, I worry yeah. about it. Well, I, I I, I would love yet. for they it had to had be to start great. Over. Yeah, I would. I would love. I mean, to be clear, we're, we're all talking about the Suicide Squad game. For people who do not know what any developer is working on at any time, but man, the the uh, very
0: weird scenario there. If you weren't following it, where like a, a trailer or video is put out, and everybody's like, "This sucks," and then they're yeah. <laughs> like, "Yeah." This sucks we're we're gonna t- it's gonna take longer than we thought. we're sorry yeah. we'll go do it better.
1: <laughs> and they delayed it for a year but realistically like you can't change the core gameplay of a loop, which is really the problem with that game in a year. so I don't know what their plan is but we'll we'll see yeah. maybe who I, knows I, maybe they, it, just, I mean, like, yeah, it was a bad experience exactly so it which might happens. be good and and I will keep an open mind yeah that would be
2: my hope that they're like we just want to get away from that marketing decision the game yeah. we think the game is good we just need
1: to get away from maybe from most that of it is like quiet i don't know walking through hallways what was it, and like
0: co-op game was it, ga- was it the, just the co-op gameplay thing that they showed is that what drove yeah, so yeah, well?
1: yeah 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 they like you're flying through the air doing like anime moves on a giant uh like aerial tank well, thing. and also it's like shooter stuff it's like yeah
2: you're, yeah you're 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 super villains or heroes or whatever that's the thing about suicide squad is you never know it, it looked um,
1: like what was that ca- a disaster EA game uh, with the mechs that came out and everyone forgot about that was like supposed to be origin. It was you just
0: said everyone forgot about it. How yeah, I, I guess I
1: forgot it. about, oh, about it too. Oh, oh, the 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 Bob Dylan of video games, um, Anthem. Sure. You guys are getting weird. An- Anthem. Anthem, Anthem, Anthem,
2: yeah, Anthem. Yeah, yeah,
0: Anthem. That was- oh
1: God! Wow, yeah, that really—that's what man. it looks like from a combat. Shout perspective. out! <laughs> <laughs> Shout
0: out to Anthem. Should be, but ba- I think. Did they officially say they're not going to try yes. again? Because for a long yeah. time, they were they, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're they gonna, they yeah, pulled yeah. the
1: ripcord on on trying yeah. to reboot that one. Yeah, yeah let's we'll go back to Mass Effect. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, for what it's worth, honorable mentions, I'm I'm in Zelda, as we all mm-hmm. know. I've been playing it without looking anything up. I have officially found all of the shrines and all of the bubble frogs in that game, and it was the most satisfying experience of my life. Sorry, raising a child, but this ruled. <laughs> uh, um, and I think we are closing in on the full spoilers episode. So, Justin and Griffin, uh, Justin and Plant, you should beat the game now.
0: I'm close. I'm
1: kind of like I'm on like the last
0: thing. I just am kind of stalled. I know myself. and Once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah sure. To That's like
1: yeah, spin yeah. my
0: wheels a little bit to see. I've also been playing some. Uh, I played some more Diablo. Oh yeah. My, okay, my Father's Day man. My friend Slice was in town with with Autumn and their kids and Father's Day we were both there so we sat on the couch with our Steam Decks and bacon and <laughs> got stoned and played Diablo 4 all day. Wow. It was amazing. It was so great. That's I did not big. appreciate Diablo 4 until I played it stoned with my friend Slice and then it's like, yes, this is perfect. I could do this all day long. And I did. <laughs> it was such a great father's day and Diablo four is a great game. I, I was maybe, uh, I didn't have the ideal experience first played it. Cause I played it too much by myself. Yeah. Playing it with somebody else is so much more fun. Um, and, uh, it's a great, like, especially just like you have it on while you're bullshitting. And I know we kind of said this already and every game kind of is better that way, but like, it's, 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 it's good. It's a lot of fun. And I also, uh, uh took the time to just like I started getting the legendaries that can really like alter your whole gameplay style and started experimenting more with like dropping all my abilities and just like relearning to fit certain uh different weapons or items that I'd found. And it it was really satisfying and fun and really like up the variety and it's one that I've like kept returning to. So Diablo 4,
2: still cool. What about you point I mean, I've I played a lot of Zelda. While traveling, I, I'm just not going to finish it anytime soon. I am in no rush, but I'm happy to do the spoiler episode. I don't I really care about the spoilers. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, I guess my recommendation then is Asteroid City because, of course, it is. Is it good? Um, it's so
1: – it's excellent. I've I heard it's really, the most really Wes Anderson he's ever Wes Anderson.
2: Um... <sighs> I no, I don't it's it's not like
1: supremely I Wes Anderson
2: yeah I, I feel like the conversation about Wes Anderson and maybe this is because of like all the AI stuff has like really boiled down to his visual aesthetic where it's like yes their own are... his his writing is like pretty specific yeah but consistent. he's wrestling yeah I guess I just don't really buy into like that all these movies are the same he, he's wrestling with like very different ideas in each one and no, I think true. This one is just right in my wheelhouse of like the big questions of why are we all here? Whoa, um, and like, heavy, how does our family and our friends fit into that? Um, and then also, it does the thing that I love as a Nier fan, where it's like using layers of art to kind of like critique itself or kind of recognize it like, hey, you know, asking questions like, why are we here?" They're so hard to not come off as trite, yeah. Um, that you kind of have to like, I don't know, break the the movie in some way to be able to ask them in a way that like kind of shakes people and wakes them up versus just doing something more traditional. I I think it's I think it's excellent.
0: I know you pride yourself on your critical insight, but if I hear one more fucking Asteroid City review that. Comparison contrast it with near. I just don't know what could be <laughs> hackier at this point. You know, <laughs> come up with an original viewpoint for a change.
2: I know. I mean, the Anderson and Yoko Taro—they're always just chasing after just, each other. You're you know? just
0: parroting Gene Siskel, man. <laughs> we get it. This is just like me. near. I was nearly to tears with how much I love this film. Fucking narrow casting in the stream <laughs> to I just mean, plant. It I was think. great. You found me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week we're oh, oh we got to do some thanks. Russ, you got to thank people for reviewing the show. Thank it's you. All, we
1: always really appreciate it. Thank you, Justin, for the reminder, and thank you so much to the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have our Rebar, Rollercoaster, Seasick Fish, and the Bonch. Thank you. Da bonch. Classic Bonch. DeBonch. And da da then then is like me. the new Cheers character that just walks through the door.
2: <laughs> oh, DeBonch. DeBonch. They, they've been here the whole time. Good to see you, DeBonch. in the back
0: corner near the camera. You couldn't see How
2: you. are your kids?
0: I know all your names. <laughs> you were at my daughter's christening. Um,.
2: <laughs> Game, games we talked about final yes. fantasy 16 detective pikachu return super mario rpg warioware move it super mario brothers wonder myth force diablo 4 zelda and then we talked about a film called asteroid city
0: next week we're going to talk about the best games of the first half of 2023 some we've discussed quite a bit i'm sure and maybe a few that we uh that we have discovered uh, more recently so that'll be uh, fascinating. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?